Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. The President, Michael D. Higgins, I'm sure you heard, he's criticised the head of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, for the comments that she made in Israel on the Palestine Israeli conflict last Friday. I don't know where the source of those decisions was. I don't know where the legitimation for it was. And I don't know where the authority for it is. And I don't think it was helpful. I I may not have been meant to have uh, malevolent consequences, but it's certain we we need a better performance in relation to European Union diplomacy and practice. Yeah, look, there's been obviously, you know, a a lot of reaction to what's happened um, over the past week or so. But I want to know, how do you feel about President Michael D. Higgins making the comments and criticising the head of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen? It's not about what he said. Was he right to make the comments? Is his role as President of Ireland not supposed to be apolitical? Is he supposed to have a, a view and express that at all? Morris is with us on the line today. Morris, do you think President Higgins was right to speak out? Afternoon, I'm great. Yeah, I think he was. And I was very happy to see him on the news speaking out because, you know, he's in touch with the people and he knows there are people in the country who feel the way he does. And, you know, the President of EU, Ursula Mandelin, although she's a representative, she doesn't speak for all the people in relation to what's going on over there. Um, you know, people being getting killed on both sides and a war that's gone on for years and years. And I think the president, who represents all the people of Ireland, north and south, has a right to come out and call somebody, say, punching above their waist or speaking out a turn in a reactionary way. But was he not doing the same thing? No, because he's making us aware of what's being said on our behalf. And sometimes it's not correct. And he's right to point it out to us. If you, you know, just... we shouldn't be used. Yeah. No, go on ahead, Morris. Go on ahead. Yeah, no, we, we shouldn't be used by the EU to say all for one and one for all. You know, there's both, there's two sides to every story. And this has gone on for years in the Middle East. Like, I have family members who served in Cyprus and friends in Lebanon, keeping the peace between the people over there that have been at each other's throats for years. And now we have two million, over two million people living in an open air prison on their own land. So you think he I should? I think the president has a right. The president has a right to point out to anybody who goes around misrepresenting the people of Ireland, if not Europe, and say, "Hang on, there's political rights, and people have political rights here, and we need to to make sure that they're honoured and respected." But should he, in his role, in his capacity yeah. as president of the country, should he not remain politically neutral, though? Well, he represents the people of Ireland and he's head of the army and the navy and the air corps. He's the number one. He's, he's the main man. He runs the, the whole defence forces. And I mean to say, he has a right to speak on behalf of the people who elected him. But he, he knows himself that when he goes out to represent the people of Ireland, he represents people of Ireland in the 32 counties, not just the 26. So he's the president of the whole of Ireland, whether some people like that or not. And he's in touch with the people on the ground. And he knows how people feel about situations like this. And if somebody is punching a boat away or speaking out a torn in the EU, they need to be pulled up by him. And he's done the right thing. Correct people where they're wrong. Chris is on the line as well. Chris, you're listening to Morris. Do you think um, President Higgins overstepped the mark? No, definitely not. 
I, I believe I believe that uh, he's elected. He's a, he's a president elected by the people. Now, this thing about the president, the president shouldn't speak out on political issues and all that. That's just a convention. It's not part of the Constitution. It's not part of the roles of the Constitution. If you look at the first presidents we had were elected by political, were put there by political parties. They're put up by political parties. The people elect them, but they're put forward by political parties. They came from the political parties that were in power. So, of course, they weren't going to uh, go against what the political parties were, were saying. But there is nothing in the Constitution that prohibits him from having an opinion. Now, we have to look into it. Ursula van der Leyen completely overstepped the mark. She she is not allowed to have anything to do with foreign policy. But they, but again, you see, she 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 is up for for to take over as cha- as chairperson chairperson of NATO, and that's what she's doing. Look at the way she's been speaking over the over the last over the last few months. She is looking to her next job, not for the, not what she wants to be doing for for the people. She is she is not elected by people. In any country, so she shouldn't she's be given elected, opinion on, far, on, so, on, on so foreign policy. She, she shouldn't. Mike, Michael D is elected by us. We vote for him. He he is elected. But as he president, elected. as president, but, yeah. But why not? That was that was just a convention because because our previous presidents came came from came from the political parties and they weren't going to criticise their own party. Well, there's, uh, there's, no, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing that stops the president from passing an opinion. Nothing in the constitution prohibits him from doing it. But, but Barrister Peter Leonard is with us as well, Chris. So, so, so there's absolutely nothing to stop Michael D. Higgins from giving his opinion as president. Uh, hi, hi, Andrea. Um, no, I wouldn't agree with that. I mean, I, I think I think your your last caller is right in the sense that. Um, there are elements of convention in the Constitution, but it is very clear that the, the role of the president is very limited. Uh, and when he acts in accordance, in, in his case, a he, uh, when he acts in accordance with Article 13, which is the constitutional provision that gives him various different powers and the role in the Constitution, he always is supposed to act in accordance with advice from the government. So he, he is not supposed to be out of step with the advice from the government. There are certain provisions in the Constitution where he has free reign, for example, Article 26, where he's allowed refer a bill to the Supreme Court if he's concerned about the constitutionality uh, of of that bill. And we saw last week that he did that. He convened the Council of State uh, in relation to the Judicial Appointments Bill. Mm. But in terms of his day-to-day functions and addressing matters, uh, he is supposed to do that with pre-approval from the the government. And that that has always been the way that it was. Now, Traditionally, uh, as, as one of your callers said, that, you know, political parties, there were certain precedents that they never said boo and they never went beyond their remit. Uh, I think the first time there was a little bit of tension between a government, government and a president was when Mary Robinson was, was first elected. Uh, and at the time, Dick Spring, as Minister for Foreign Affairs, had certain concerns about, over certain statements that she had made. Um, but generally, uh, the convention is that the president doesn't overstep the mark doesn't say anything that would not meet with approval by the government of the day. So, so, so did President Higgins um, in, in in this case, Peter, 
did he overstep the mark? Because both Morris and Chris, as you heard, both of them think he, he didn't at all. Well, I would be loath to say that the president overstepped the mark. And, you know, I mean, I mean, the law is, is interesting. I mean, there have been certain court cases. There was a case in 1980 uh, in concerning the appointment of a judge. And, you know, that was the, the issue there was specific to that case. But in, in the courts did say that, you know, under Article 13.8 of the Constitution, the Oireachtas of the courts can't interfere with the president and can't, he's not accountable to the Oireachtas uh, and the courts, which is sort of contradictory. But uh, in in terms of a public statement like the the statement he made in Rome that your your callers are discussing, um, he should have, in accordance with the the traditional practice that's that's been applied, he should have got sanctions from the government before he made those comments. Now, would the the Irish government have sanctioned those comments that were made that were critical of Ursula von der Leyen? Uh, who knows? Who knows what happens in the back channels between the president and the state? Uh, that's for people to speculate upon. But he should have received approval from the state before he made okay. those comments. He's not allowed to go on a solo run. So he can't go on a solo run then, Morris? At the end of the, the, listening to the man, the way he discussed it and told it about us, he, he did make a statement earlier on a year ago, I suppose, when he realised that the country was in a housing crisis. And That's he spoke right. out about it. That's right. And, and he did. And, and, and he's in touch with the people and he knows what's going on the ground. And he has a right to give that opinion. I don't think he needs to be sanctioned by the government because he was voted in by the people. Now, I know there's a little... Um, like the people said before, there was a connection between different parties swapping the presidency around. But that's wrong now. The people voted for him and they voted for two terms. We voted for Mary McAleese and we voted for Mary Robinson. And if the president has an opinion on something that's affecting the Irish people in the 22 counties of Ireland, I think he has a right as the representative of the people to express that opinion. And he doesn't need permission from anybody because he's, a, he's the number one citizen in the Republic of Ireland. What actually happens, uh, Peter? Like, as you said, I know, I know typically he, sh- you know, the president or whoever the president, president is in this case should have sought permission effectively to, to share their, their opinion. But, I mean, does anything happen? Presumably there's. Is there any sanction? No, there can't be a sanction. I mean, the ultimate sanction would be impeachment if, if there was stated misbehaviour. I mean, that would be at an incredibly high level. And, I mean, this is... You know, if, if, if he's out of step with, with the government view on this, this would be a kind of a minor infraction rather than something very serious that would lead to impeachment. And that would require two thirds of the Doyle uh, to, to, to kind of vote no confidence in the president. So that's where we're a million miles away from that. Mm. Um, but I mean, you know, things happen whereby, you know, the president has to kind of, you know, he has to cooperate with the government of the day. And, and what happens is if the president wants to speak on an issue, wants to speak on something that's of national importance, and I mean, the, the president has a right to address, let's say, the Doyle on, a, on an issue of national importance or even address the state and make a public broadcast. But again, what he says must be approved by the government of the day. So they are supposed to have oversight of what he's going to say. Okay. Uh, and what he says can't be out of step with government policy. Now, President Michael D. Higgins has been in office, you know, for, for a long time. Uh, he'll have 14 years in 2025, which I think is the next scheduled year for a, president, a presidential election. I mean, he's shown himself to be a free spirit uh, in, in, in certain ways, if I can use that. And I think that, you know, he, he's, he's highly popular. I mean, if you compare the popularity of the president... 
yet with with that of of the of the government, uh, I think he wins hands down. But I mean, again, to to go back on what your caller callers were saying, to say you know it's a political office. When you go for election, I mean, he was initially backed by the Labour Party, and then he went for election himself. Uh, but he was opposed by other political parties. And the idea behind the whole thing is is that once he gets into office as the president, he's the president for the whole of the country and therefore shouldn't be taking sides, so to speak. Okay. I mean, that's the theory and the philosophy behind it. And that's why, you know, he treads softly in relation to these issues. Um, he's not supposed to be a, a person without a voice, but uh, the voice... It's just when you choose to, to share that. With, 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 ...with the views of the state. Chris is on the line um, as well, Peter. Chris, why does President Higgins feel it's his job to weigh in on political matters from time to time? Are you sorry, there, Chris? You're speaking to yes, Chris. Sorry, Andrew. Yeah, I, I think it is because I think he sees himself as the first citizen of, of the country. And there, at, at times, there's certain issues that any human being cannot let go and I'm afraid that at the end of the day, Ursula van der Leyen completely overstepped the mark in what she did. And there is no way, I mean, our government should have called her out there and then. I mean, I mean, Michal Martin has been absolutely fantastic over, over, the, over the last week when it has actually come to actually dealing with a very complex issue and the way he has dealt with it. Um, he has been, and I would be one of his biggest critics, but he has been very, very good with it. But he's been very, very slow, and I, you can see why he's been very, very slow to actually ha- have a go and calling out uh, Ursula van der, van der Leyen okay. for, what, for, what, for what she did. So you're so glad somebody, that President Higgins did that? Yes, somebody okay. had to step up and and say she had it. I mean, the only other person I've heard that, that has actually, actually said anything about it is Claire Daly. Okay. So, and, and just, I mean, like it's, I think it was one of the callers, um, was it Chris mentioned a little earlier as well? It's not the first time we've had this discussion about President Higgins and his role and, you know, the, the powers that he has as president of the country, you know, as opposed by comparison to his time, um, as a member of the Dáil, where he could voice his, um, his opinion as a, as a TD and, and representative in, in Galway. But, you think that he sh- you still think that, that despite all of that and despite what you've heard from um from Peter Leonard there who's a barrister you still want him to give his opinion on on domestic and international matters well i i don't know i mean if i i think he has to because there is there are certain issues that we as human beings have to, have to take seriously and you can't, and you know, he as then the first citizen has, if nobody else is doing it, he has to, because he has to speak for us. Now, what's happened, what's happened in Palestine is an absolute tragedy, but it's a tragedy on both sides. Mm, and absolutely. all we've been having is the tragedy on one side, you know, and okay. that's not, that's not right. Okay. So, so, as the first citizen, he has to stand up because because nobody else did. That's what, to, to me, that's why he did. And our issue with housing and stuff like that, where he spoke up as well, 
we have a problem in this country and people, we have this somebody and as the first person You want him to speak, speak out. Okay. Uh, John is texting. He says the president is too outspoken and should keep his opinions to himself. He he does not represent everybody and he should remember that. I think he comes across as arrogant, says John. Another listener, I'm delighted our president has spoken. He certainly would now and understand the situation better than most and I certainly admire him for doing so. We're actually far too quick to criticise him. Um, um, this texter says it doesn't matter what President Higgins says. I think he's irrelevant. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.